Okay, you're in inside of the That's Good Sports podcast. I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys, and if you're, I mean, you got to be really excited about this episode. If you're here, I am overhyped. I'm overselling it right now. That's how good today's going to be. Yep. Will, um, just a I lot think, of yeah, a lot Go of ahead. football, a lot of football to talk about today. There's tons of football. I just figured out, technically, I think we're in the largest podcast studio in the world. It stretches all the way from uh, California to Colorado. Yeah, it took a lot of money to have a Sacramento slash Denver-based podcast studio, but we were able to make it happen with the help of Elon Musk. Yeah, tunnels, tunnels, a lot of tunnels. Um, Today, though, today, Will. Trains. Just check this out. Today, we have a crazy story from the NFL past. Crazy one that I forgot happened about an axe and a punter and an injury. Uh, Mike Tomlin with the Washington head coaching rumors. (laughs) A little little wrap-up of the Richard Sherman, Baker Mayfield handshake bullshit. Uh, Johnny Bolin threatening to sell the Broncos to Canada via Instagram, I believe. Uh, We can discuss how terrible Dan Snyder is as an owner, and then we will uh, go through and make the picks for all of our games this week. And I say ours because you and I own the NFL. Um, And I I made some progress this last week. I actually won the game picks, so... Yeah, I know. Week five, and I finally outpicked you. But uh, it just it just goes to show that as football evolves through the season, God damn it, and I can actually understand which teams are good and which teams are bad. I am better than you. I am. That was that was Roger Goodell calling for your little statement about owning the NFL. Yeah, you say you own the NFL, and boom, Goodell. No, you yeah. don't. Your phone will detonate in 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, Luckily, I'm on the other side of the studio, and it won't affect me, making me the first in line uh, to own the NFL. Yeah, Roger Goodell is going to try to kill me through my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been sending me THC vape pods and telling me to smoke them through my phone, and <laughs> it sounds fun, but I don't know if I trust him right now, Will. He's got uh, snipers on the roofs of your neighbor's houses. <laughs> well, good luck, because it's snowing here, Will, and those roofs are going to be very slippery. Is it really snowing already in October? Yeah, it's like uh, we got our – it was 80 degrees yesterday, and then we're getting our first snow today, and then it should be like 70 in a day or two. Awesome. It's just uh, one of those days – it hasn't where, snowed here in like twenty years. Yeah, that's because you're in a a, a, a climate where that doesn't happen. So it's not that impressive. Yeah. Uh, okay, I want to talk about this uh, this axe axe thing first. Okay, it's got an axe to grind. So I don't know why Pro Football Talk uh, posted an article about this. 
Uh, I, I think they're saying something about this axe should be in the Professional Football Hall of Fame. But in 2003, if you don't know, Jaguars punter Chris Hansen uh, picked up an axe in the locker room, swung it at a tree stump, and ended up hitting himself in the leg, uh, leaving blood all over the locker room and ending his season. And also ending his life. He died. Yeah, he is dead for sure, but he did come back to play somehow that next season despite mm-hmm. being dead. Uh, so, okay, yeah, they're saying that the axe may belong in the Hall of Fame, and they're I guess they were trying to locate <laughs> where the axe has been this whole time. And uh, apparently it's been with Mike Perkins, the director of football technology and facilities who purchased the axe, found the stump that Jack Del Rio put in, in the locker room uh, after the, the Jags started 0-3 or some shit. And Del Rio put the, the axe and stump in the locker room because uh, his motto, like his motivational quote for the team was keep chopping yep. wood keep chopping wood and keep you're chopping like wood. Um, <laughs> ironic because chris hansen now has a peg leg a wooden peg leg it, it the, yeah i mean i don't i don't know if del rio's slogan will apply to him now um but that is bizarre <laughs> i totally forgot about this uh, it's got to be the craziest injury to ever happen in a football environment to a player. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think this uh, – I don't know if this is covered by uh, the NFL's insurance. It has to be. I guess so, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine he brought the axe himself. I'm sure the axe is already there. And if you leave an axe in the locker room with a tree stump – I mean, you're inviting people to take a swing at it. Uh, am I correct? Well, I think you're encouraging them with keep chopping wood. Yeah, I mean, those were the instructions per the head coach. Keep chopping uh, wood, but this is just a decorative yeah. metaphor for, like, we need to seriously fucking play better, guys. Yeah, and this is obviously um, Chris Hansen. Uh, he only punted for – a short amount of time after his leg injury went on to host the television show to catch a predator liar. (laughs) No, it's the same one. It's the same one. Liar. Yeah. That's why I still call, uh, Scott Hansen, uh, Chris Hansen, the red zone guy, Scott Hansen. Oh, Scott Hansen, Chris Hansen. And then isn't the, who, who's the guy who hosts the bachelor? Oh, I don't know. I don't watch that. Uh, Nerd ass shit. Oh please! But you watch to catch a predator, so you know what not to do. I did. <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> I know but, what yeah, I mean. Not to, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll just cut it I off. I called there. you. Oh, Chris Harrison. So you got Chris Scott Hanson, Chris Hanson, Chris Harrison. Yeah. All basically the same guy. <laughs> I'm sure I've told this story, but I saw Scott Hansen once running down the street at me uh, in San Francisco the weekend of the Super Bowl. I mean, you were probably there too. Yeah. I don't know if he did the same thing to you, but he, he ran. He was running directly at me in a full suit like that scene from Get Out, and he just kept going. And only after he passed me did I realize it was Scott Hansen. But he's wearing a full suit. Uh, and he's a tall guy. He's a very tall guy, and I'm not sure why he was sprinting 
but I'm guessing he had somewhere to be. Probably some some sort of Super Bowl yeah. coverage. But he he reminded me of uh, just like one of those kids uh, that would run to class in their backpack like in high school. <laughs> just this like what always, every day they're late running. Yeah, except a, a very large version of that. Yeah, he's a big dude. He he's is huge. The opposite of Andrew Siciliano, who yeah. looks like he would be a big guy because yeah. his his head is is is. Be, hey, be careful! He can hear you. No, nah, well, his head's very like ma- like meaty and masculine looking. Yeah, and I always thought he was like a six foot two guy, and then one time I saw he's like my size. Oh, Siciliano. Yeah, maybe even shorter than me. That's why people come here. How tall are your favorite NFL analyst hosts? Yep. Um, let's see. Dave Damashek is 6'5", 240. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's not. Adam Rank is 5'6". Uh, <laughs> and that, that's all I really know. Wait a second. It says Andrew Siciliano, 6 feet 5 inches. That's not true. Not a chance. Liar. Where did that come from? Now I got to figure out how to I think I edited the Wikipedia page within the first, like, you know, five seconds of hearing that. <laughs> Roger Goodell is, he is putting Goodell's out fires a today. a big dude. He is fire, putting them out. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one that says he's six feet, nine inches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh man! Oh yeah, there's a picture of him Hearing being this. Very come on short. the show and uh, tell us your real height, so we can put all this speculation to bed. Yeah, I like I root for the short guys. So I know you do. Okay, uh, Mike Tomlin was asked about being the Washington Redskin Potatoes head coach. Right. And he said, basically, why the fuck would I be thinking about that while yeah. my team is shitty and I got to play the Chargers on Sunday? Yeah, and he's playing his third-string quarterback. He's a little more focused on that. Uh, the real thing I took offense to was he alluded to Phillip Rivers as a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, and we are, we are very anti-Phillip Rivers in the Hall of Fame here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, you and I have both been riding that train that we're trying to um, – we're trying to spread the narrative, and it's not—it's not a narrative. It's the truth that Rivers is one of the least clutch quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, and he never takes any blame for it. He never takes any blame for the Chargers' failures. Well, he shouldn't. Explain. Well, if I'm an NFL quarterback, I would deflect the blame more than you have ever seen before. Well, he does. He like he he's very. He doesn't good even deflect it. He just, I think, like he's too nice to the media. So by the time they're done with the press conference, people forget how many times he might have fucked up during a game, and uh, possibly just, just give him a pass. So he'll, he'll fix it next week. Well, I mean, well, the yeah, thing he, is, like, he's a good quarterback, uh, except when you really need him to be a good quarterback. That's all yes. there is to it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Big Cat from Barstool Sports, he has this thing that uh, pretty much every Sunday you're going to find Phillip Rivers – every Sunday afternoon you're going to find Phillip Rivers in the last few minutes of the game down seven driving to tie. And almost always it ends up in an interception. Yeah. 
And that's pretty much the Chargers' existence. Oh, it is. It mm. has been for a long time. And the Broncos' defense decimated them last week. It was like one of, I guess, uh, Rivers' like worst performances uh, ever. Ever. Yeah, I think – what did Austin Eckler have, like 15 catches? Yeah, they, they threw the, he checked down to Eckler 15 times in that game. Unbelievable. Um, Average like four yards a catch, too. Yeah. If what that. did you think of Keenan Allen talking shit about Chris Harris after I, Keenan I Allen did nothing? I don't understand nothing. it. I really don't understand it. Um, Keenan Chris Allen, Harris he's, is, he's speaking the worst. of real Hall of Famers, that's Chris Harris. Yes. Uh, I don't – yeah, that's, it boggles my mind. I'm Didn't, sure Chris Harris just, just laughed it off. I think everybody realized he was only like four for 18 in that game. Yeah, he didn't do shit. Sense. Does he think that's know. a good stat line? Yeah, and I don't even know how much Harris was on him that day. Uh, but didn't Allen do this last year? Like, talk shit after he lost to the Broncos? <laughs> I think so, yeah. This seems like a trend for him. I don't get it. I don't get it. Shit talking that was good this week, though, Will. Richard Sherman, Baker Mayfield, they have – both hugged and made up through yeah. the the airways. Richard Sherman basically forced to apologize after one piece of video evidence yeah. after another came out showing that Baker did shake his hand. So Richard Sherman just lied about the whole it's thing. Like, it's like if there are 100 Abraham Zapruders that filmed the Kennedy assassination yeah. and we figured out who did it immediately. And in today's world, you yeah. would. You, and, that mystery yeah, would have and the been CIA solved. was forced to apologize, and they just moved on. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was bizarre, and really, it was mildly entertaining. Um, it was bizarre. It was thrilling. Uh, my question about this is, can't we just agree to hate both of them? You could. See, I root for this shit, though. Like... No, it was entertaining. It was entertaining, but... um, I like it. I wish they hadn't made up. We need more grudges in the NFL. Uh, It sounded like Nick Bosa and and Baker Mayfield have one a little bit because after the game, speaking of people talking shit after a loss, uh, Baker Mayfield said about planting the flag that he's probably been thinking about that loss for two years. Kind of said it passive-aggressively. Yeah. So it's he was talking shit about a, about a college game that happened two years ago um, as a way to talk trash after losing, what, what was it, 28 to 3? 31 to 3? Something like that? 20, yeah, 28, well, 31. It was 30, yeah, it was one of those scores. A lot too little is the point. Um, the point is the Browns do not look like a good football team. <laughs> no, they don't. They can't protect the quarterback at all. Um, and when they can, Baker Mayfield's throwing interceptions and their wide receivers are kicking the ball into the air, uh, like Cristiano Ronaldo, straight to the defensive back. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a good way to play football. Freddie Kitchens looks way in over his head. Um, but it's, it's bizarre because they have these huge offensive outputs. Well, I should say they've had one huge offensive output this season. Uh, and it was against the Ravens. It, it, they're like a team, though, that they can't sustain drives and they, they rely on these big plays. And when they don't get a big play, 
everything seems to fall apart. Yeah, the Browns are – they don't look like a mentally tough football team in addition to having – They look like a mentally ill football team. In, in addition to having a bad offensive line, they're – I mean, if basically to beat the Browns, all you really have to do is stop Nick Chubb at this point. Uh, yeah. Their defense might get better when their corners return, but – this Probably is – uh, I mean, the, I the 49ers were hiding Jimmy Garoppolo pretty much the entire game. I mean, it helps when you can go up immediately with a, with a long Matt Breida touchdown. Yeah, um, anytime you start a game with an 83-yard right touchdown, off the bat. Yeah. it works in your favor. I would, yeah, I would recommend it. If you have the choice, I would score a touchdown on the first play every time. What do you think the Browns finish the season as, record-wise? Six and ten. Six and ten. That's optimistic. I think they're easy to figure out. At this out. point. Yeah, I mean, I think just – Freddie Kitchens, I believe, has just a ton to learn as a head coach. Is he calling he the offensive plays, too? Uh, that I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But they are a huge disappointment. Uh, just as Booger McFarland has been in the Monday Night Football broadcast booth. What do you got for us there, Will? Yeah, so uh, the former 49ers tight end, Brent Jones, said about uh, the, the color man in the Monday Night Football booth that Booger McFarland is a defensive lineman that doesn't know anything about the game, and it's a travesty that that's Monday Night Football. Do you agree or disagree? Do you like Essator uh, and McFarland in the booth? Or no, would you I, I, prefer to I, have Witten back? I, I don't think I would. <laughs> if you have to make me choose between that, it's a lose-lose. Yeah. I agree with Brent Jones in that when I listen to Booger McFarland, I don't feel like I'm learning anything. <laughs> I'm not no, getting not any insights uh, about plays. And it does feel like he is not qualified to be a guy – analyzing plays and telling you what just happened. Um, I guess it makes sense. I find him entertaining. Like, I don't mind listening to him. He probably does need to be part of a three-man team, but the other guy just can't be Jason Witten. You need, like, a former quarterback or somebody who's actually going to give you details about what kind of went on per, you know during a play and yeah 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 um you definitely need a quarterback in the booth they they always know what's going on or you know a wide receiver that understands coverages i mean when you're a defensive lineman you spend the game just like staring at the only thing you see is an offensive lineman and occasionally a quarterback uh, you don't see what's going on behind you which is you know 75 percent of the game you just got gap assignments right <laughs> Right, yeah, no, basically. Just, I'm supposed to push this way to get to the quarterback or push yeah, this way to get to Especially Booger, like he was there to basically eat up space for most of his career. Um, yeah, offensive linemen usually uh, I feel are pretty good too. Um, yeah, no, center, centers are good uh, because they call out blitzes and, and they have to understand defenses really well. I mean, you know, all offensive linemen do if they're good. No, but honestly, like, how much do you really need to learn balls. from a Monday night football game? Does it I mean, I, th- I feel like I learn a little bit when I watch Sunday night football, and it's very uh, popular to hate on Chris Collinsworth, and I did a little bit of it um, 
after he he ruined several pairs of slacks on Sunday Night Football talking about Patrick Mahomes uh, on his way to scoring 13 points. Yeah. But Collinsworth really, really knows what he's talking about. No, I yeah. Think I think Collinsworth is a, a good, good – Yeah, I think he's good in terms of if you're wanting to get tidbits about the game, he is uh, – he's solid there. It's just when he gets excited about players, it feels forced – and then he gets like too excited. That's the thing is he was like he was going, Oh, stop it, stop it to Patrick Mahomes. Stop it. And he listened and Patrick Mahomes stopped. He yeah. took his advice and he did not throw another touchdown pass the rest After of the- Collinsworth was like, We've seen John Elway, we've seen Brett Favre, we've seen Aaron Rodgers, but this, this, oh my god. Oh Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, it was a very impressive touchdown pass. Uh, it was, yeah. It, although, I, I like, his receiver was no wide fucking open. It wasn't yeah. – like, it's impressive because he has the arm strength. He moved to, to extend the play and make it happen. I've but, seen more impressive plays from someone like uh, Randall Cunningham from – you know, obviously, he, young Elway was super elusive. Yeah, uh, and could do stuff without like an that. ACL. Come on, guys. Yeah, Brett Favre, even Aaron Rodgers. Um, well, Rodgers still does it. Plenty I mean, on Carson Favre. Wentz does it. Uh, there's a, I mean, Deshaun Watson does it a lot. Like all these guys do some crazy shit every. Russell week. Wilson, we saw one of the best touchdown passes ever. I think from Russell Wilson on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, Wilson he does dropped it. it into like a one by one inch uh, spot for Tyler Lockett to catch it. Um, yeah. side of the end zone that was the, probably the most impressive throw there's some the- insanely athletically gifted quarterbacks playing football right now yeah uh, joe flacco <laughs> uh, we Matt saw joe Ryan, flacco convert uh Brady. with his legs yep um we'll get into those some of those guys i have notes for their games uh we should we have to have uh adam rank on after the broncos get their third win correct Oh, yeah, that'd be great. For a formal apology. Yeah, a long formal apology. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's still he's still living in the, the comfort zone. So He is, yeah, he is. Following a team you love in 2019 can be time-consuming. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket or ping pong and everything in between. It's super simple to sign up and it is free. Sports.axios.com. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free curated sports content delivered directly to you. So sign up for free at sports.axios.com. Okay, speaking of the Broncos, <laughs> uh, I saw D-Mac, local radio guy out here, post a screen grab from Johnny Bolin, one of Pat Bolin's sons, and it was from Instagram, and I don't know what the context was before or after this post. I tried to find it, but I was too late, but basically, Johnny Bolin said, it was my dad's greatest dream, because his dad was from Canada, to give Canada an American football team 
very well deserved and I hope it happens. Drake wants it just as much as me and Pops. I take tremendous pride in the North. Imagine an entire country. Love you, Pops. So my first question is, oh did, Canada get, did Canada get a football team or is he threatening to send of, not that I know of. the Broncos to Canada, which he doesn't have the power to do? I mean, they do have uh, – to give Canada an American football team, I think, is an oxymoron, uh, I guess. I mean, they have, uh, they have, they have something football. like, you know, 10 teams. I don't know how big the CFL is. Um, it's, it's weird. The CFL is weird, though, because it's not really a Canadian football team. It's, it's just kind of like an Ontario league. Because all the teams are very, very concentrated close to each other. It's like if we just had like a an East Coast league. Oh. Yeah. So you don't. You know, there's not a lot of representation uh, in the western part of Canada. Um, so maybe I don't know. Maybe that's what he wants. Uh, I'll just say that um, I think if the if the Canadians take Denver, they take the Broncos. I think it's appropriate to declare war and invade Canada and possibly annex it. Well, I don't want to start any wars, Will. I will well, say, though, Canada maybe... Technically starting the war. Maybe Canada could be like London to the Broncos as Jacksonville is. I don't know if I really want to give up a home game, though. One <laughs> Why would Canadian they? home game every year? Mm, no, I don't think so. Both, both Seattle and Buffalo are way closer, though, you know? Yeah. Let's Seattle should be doing like shouldn't Seahawks have like a Vancouver game every year? I don't think it's every year. No, I'm saying shouldn't they? Oh, it's your question. That'd be pretty easy for an international game. I mean, they could barely uh, get their shit together for a preseason game. Oh, that's right. You know, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, I had to play on an 80-yard field. That's uh, – what game was that? Who was that between? The Raiders and the – Raiders and the Seahawks. Seahawks, okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was on featured extensively on Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. I found this nugget. Uh, Gardner Minshew is tied for first place in his high school fantasy football league where Gardner Minshew is still available on the waiver wire. And so none of his friends are picking him to be on their team, and he's been rolling with Kyler Murray to first place in his league. Yeah, I guess it'd be a conflict of interest because if he was playing himself that week, I, you think he'd tank the game on purpose, throw a couple of picks? I don't think Gardner Minshew could ever tank a game. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's capable, and that's why. Um, but it, that's if, why he's off limits. If you're an NFL player playing fantasy football, you should be allowed to have yourself on your team. I think. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. But why wouldn't any of his friends pick him up? Is it maybe like to not curse him? Like, oh, like, oh shit, he's playing good. Let's nobody pick him up. Because Probably. this week he was like, or last week it was, he was one of the waiver wire guys you should grab because he's putting up good fantasy numbers. Yeah, I mean, he's not like a uh, – depends. Like if you're in an A-team league or something and you got two quarterbacks, I mean, I could see how he's not on anybody's roster necessarily. Do you think – I think the more important question is how can you trust him – to make decisions on a football field if he doesn't have the confidence to pick himself in fantasy? It's another good question. Mm, give me a spot on first 
morning take football on the fantasy football live and i know fantasy who we could, live. i know who we could kick off that show <laughs> say it no i'm not gonna say it okay yeah that's what i yeah, thought michael fabiano <laughs> he's actually he's actually six eight in real life all those nfl network guys are all over six five yep uh do you want to talk about dan snyder and how stupid he is or should we just oh maybe briefly maybe briefly um i just want to say yeah so uh the team has sued a 72 year old uh longtime season ticket holder uh i think the last time a team sued one of this was a long time ago Oh, was it? Yes. Will. Okay. Well, uh, did you even yeah, read okay. the paragraph? Oh, shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, okay. So the previously the the Washington Redskins potatoes sued Pat Hill, a seventy two year old longtime season ticket holder. Uh, I don't know if that's a man or a woman. It's a woman. I will say um, the last team to sue one of its own fans was the Miami Marlins. Ooh. And that led to a change in ownership. Oh, interesting. So, hopefully, yeah. I hope for all the Redskins fans out there because they they do have good fans generally and they are in a pretty desperate, hopeless situation. I really hope uh, there's a way they can wrestle that team away from Dan Snyder, who's really, I, I think, the worst owner in football. Yeah. One of the worst in sports. Next I think he's – Maybe James Dolan. He is he is up there. He seems like a terrible person. We in the the yeah. video this week, uh, you put in the paragraph about Lavar Arrington and you not being able to look at Dan Snyder if you were a player, unless you were like yeah, one of the good quarterback players, or really best good. Players. Yeah, like there's this weird thing about him with players. Like that's bullshit. And then you start to remember like all of the really shitty things he's done, which include suing a 72 year old woman who, yeah. Uh, the reason she was trying to, uh, she was just trying to postpone like paying for her like tickets, uh, during right. the housing crisis of 2008, right. uh, the $5,300 seats were getting a little too expensive for her. <laughs> Uh, oh so, what you can't yeah you can't afford fifty three hundred dollars yeah and so not only did they sue her but she couldn't afford lawyers and she was forced to pay a default judgment of sixty six thousand uh, dollars and she was one of 125 season ticket holders who asked to be released from their multi-year contracts uh who were sued by the franchise so that's pretty that's pretty shitty of an organization to do to its fans. Uh, we've seen year after year how poorly the 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 Redskins are are managed. Yeah, their refusal yeah. to even consider a different name. Like, there's so many things about that team that suck. And at least they're they're fielding a good product, uh, right? With um, I think their quarterback might have been like. Uh, John Beck with Jim Zorn as the head coach. So at least they had a good team. They had a good team. Uh, and yeah. they play the Dolphins this week, which we'll get to here in the picks. Right, right. This might, be, uh, this might be the Dolphins' best chance to win a game, if that's something that interests them, which I'm not sure it is. Yeah, I don't know it is. Because we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. 
Humans have been shaving for thousands of years, and the secret to a great shave? Well, not closing your eyes when you do it, but also using Harry's. Now, I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave with an easy glide and has a low price. Do us a favor and check out harrys.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just $2 per blade. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. And keep those eyes open when you shave. Okay, Giants-Patriots Sunday night football. New England (laughs) favored by 17. Uh... And they're they're at home, right? Of course, they don't have to travel on Thursday night. No, no, the league would never do that to them. So, the Patriots defense currently allowing just six point eight points per game. The two thousand Ravens defense gave up ten point three, which is the best I believe all time. My question to you, Will: Do the Giants score more than six point eight points in this game? Without basically any of their best skill players. I think they score 6.9 points. Ooh. Yeah. Smart. Daniel Jones, if anybody can get that point nine. I did the the Price is Right strategy. Oh, do you watch that documentary ever? I think they'll put up a fight in this game. Uh, I think think they'll definitely cover the spread. Um, I don't know if they're getting Saquon Barkley back. They're not. Did they say he's not playing? Yeah, he's out. Okay. He's out. Uh, I believe Evan Ingram's out. Yeah. Sterling Shepard, I believe, is out. And then Wayne Gallman, I but thought, get, was out. But uh, They get Golden Tate back, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, sorry, just give me one second. I think Golden Tate's worth at least 17 points on offense. I think he's um, obviously that big of a difference maker in year – what like 10 for him um no i I think uh the patriots defense obviously they've been playing some of the worst offenses in the nfl dude their schedule's been crazy how they have okay this came out this week as of right now they have the softest schedule in the history of the nfl and we were talking about a super bowl champion yeah it's it's re- it's if they, ridiculous. If they don't go sixteen and zero, uh, they're they're losers. They really should. If they don't go sixteen and zero, they should be laughed at and made fun of and possibly relegated. To if they don't go sixteen and zero, they should be uh, deemed the worst team in NFL history. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, to ever play. Basically, them and Alabama's playing like Savannah State every week. They're, you know, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick have it figured out is, you know, just keep winning by playing really shitty teams. It's, it's like, and I, I know how the NFL schedule works for the most part. Like you have to play within your division every year. Right. And then you're all the other divisions you do play are kind of in rotation. Um, Mm -hmm. And then then you're supposed to have like those few other games based on uh, strength of, where Straight, you finished yeah. last year, right? Yeah. So the teams 
some of the teams are playing this year that were supposed to be competitive just aren't now. So right. it's like, it's not, it's, it's just by chance too is what, and it kind of, I mean, their division is the, the AFC, the AFC East is the worst division of football I have ever seen in one season that I can remember. It's horrendous. Year. It's really horrendous. Um, you just have do- to pray the the bills can beat them once or something. You know what I mean? Like that's the only yeah. chance. It's- I'll say they do have games left against the Ravens, which I don't know if that's going to be too difficult now nope. uh, against the Texans, which they always beat the Texans. That will be competitive. That they have two competitive games. Big fucking whoop. The Broncos have had competitive games right. every week this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they still have a game against the Browns. And also, I don't know the last time I said Bengals. Big, big whoop. Big freaking whoop. Big bro. whoop. I just big freaking whoop. Took me back to like middle school. Yeah. I I can't talk about the Patriots anymore. Yeah, I didn't uh, know they said that back in the eighties. Um, I'm taking them to win. Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the Patriots to win and the Giants to cover. Okay, and uh, from Thursday night, we're going to very early Monday, Monday. morning, six thirty a.m. for for me, seven thirty for you. Seven thirty a.m. We got the Panthers, Panthers at the Buccaneers. Uh, all wow. I have to say is it's too early to play football. Um, it's going to be. I'm not great at math, but. Whatever 6.30 a.m. plus eight hours is, that's what time it's going to be locally for the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Uh, and the Panthers are favored by two points. How often do division games like that happen in London, I wonder? I don't think very often. They're in the same division, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't I, – I just uh, – the Bucks to me are just like a, a floating team that aren't actually a part of any division. Yeah, they're independent like Notre Dame <laughs> right. or uh, BYU. Uh, Panthers are looking like a pretty good team. Yeah, a lot of people are saying they should, they just have to like ride it out until they get Cam Newton back. Uh, and my response is uh, why, why, uh, why is it so, um, obvious that they should go back to Cam Newton when Kyle Allen has won three games in a row, played really, really well. Uh, and I think gotten the most out of this offense. Definitely gotten the most out of Christian McCaffrey. I think he's better at throwing the short ball to um, Christian McCaffrey and and puts him in situations uh, where he can get a lot of yards after the catch because he has better mechanics and and short ball accuracy than Cam Newton because he actually uh, is a quarterback that knows how to use his feet. Yeah, he's got – Legs as opposed to Cam who just throws all arm and misses easy throws. You know who else I feel like doesn't have touch like like Cam Newton for the short passes is Joe Flacco. And it's yeah, it's, it's, not a, great. it's like a weird thing to see a quarterback who on the and I don't know if this is true with Cam, but it's like their problem is they just throw short passes too hard. Yeah, they throw them too hard <clears throat> and ball placement is so is so, so important. Yeah. On those short throws because it's the difference between breaking a tackle or getting tackled in the backfield. Right. Yeah, I don't I that's gonna be an interesting decision. And it's not like Kyle Allen's been crazy good. That 
first oh, yeah, game. His first game is uh, excellent. I think was he's awesome. And then he's thrown one touchdown that. since then. So yeah. he's just playing smart football. And Christian McCaffrey is need, insane. And their defense is pretty good. Buck and Tampa Bay is a better team this season, though, than I thought they would be. Uh, and yeah, I agree. Shaq, their their defensive front's tough. Like I think Shaq Barrett versus Kyle Allen. Uh, I like Shaq Barrett in that matchup. Yeah, I mean, we all knew Shaq Barrett was going to slow down eventually. That's kind of the nature of. Um, I think he's going to get a. I think he's going to get like two sacks this week. I I think that'd be um, a good Fair outcome enough. for him. Be a good outcome. I'm going to take. You know what? I'll take the Buccaneers because I'm going to follow their little pattern of winning a game, losing a game, winning a game, losing a game. Yeah. Lost last week, so I'm going to, I'm going to take him uh, to get a victory here. Yeah, I'm going to take Tampa Bay too, actually. And I, okay. I, I like the Panthers. I, I was really too. high on them. Like, I was watching them last week. But then the, the defense kind of gave up some points, so I don't know. Tampa Bay can score. They've got weapons. We're both going bucks. They sure do. Chiefs okay. and Texans. This is a good game, and it's in the morning slot. Yeah, Texans and Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are favored by five points at home after uh, after losing to the Colts on Sunday Night Football in the same building. Yeah, um, where their offense uh, struggled because the Colts because were very good, <laughs> and the and Colts were Chris eating up clock. To stop. Yeah, eating up that clock with that run game. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, both 11 touchdowns, just one interception between the two. Can you guess who has the interception, Will? Uh, Deshaun Watson. That is correct. (laughs) Uh, the main difference is, uh, Watson's been sacked 18 times this season and Mahomes just seven, which this game might be interesting because the Chiefs line's a little beat up. Also, defensive tackle Chris Jones dealing with a groin injury. Yep. Uh, uh, Mahomes has, uh, you know, a slight ankle injury, which is what people use to deflect this terrible game against the Colts. Uh, and I'm sure that if he loses this game, that'll be the excuse too. And probably for the rest of the season, maybe his entire career. Um, when does Tyreek Hill come back? Possibly this week, uh, but with our luck, probably against the Broncos. <laughs> Which should be the next Thursday. So they've got, um, yeah, they're playing at home, and then they go on the road to Denver uh, shortly. Thursday night, right? Yeah. Yeah, next week's going to suck for me. Why is that? Because Thursday night Broncos games, it's like all my work is condensed into a shorter amount of time. Don't worry. I'll be asking for a lot of help. Uh, who are you taking in this game, though, Will? Uh, give me the Texans. Give me the Houston Texans. Texans to win. Yep. Chiefs drop two in a row. Yeah. I think Chris Jones, uh, in all seriousness, Chris Jones is a very, uh, very uh, valuable piece to that defense. And without them, I don't know how they stop the run. I don't know how they get pressure. I don't know how they do a lot of things. Uh, Frank Clark has been a total bust for the Chiefs this season. Um, I think they'd rather have Justin Houston back, who showed them why they're too quick to let him go. Uh, I Yeah, I, I like the Texans' ability to, you know, 
Watson gets sacked a lot, but I think a lot of it is because he's aggressive and he waits for big plays to open up. And that's a byproduct. I think he'll take a few more sacks in exchange for uh, a few deep balls, which he's been pulling off really well. He's yeah, one Will of the best Fuller's, deep ball throwers in the NFL. Will Fuller's starting to look uh, fully healthy. Right, yeah. Um, Deshaun, Deshaun, or uh, DeAndre, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins having a very quiet. quiet season. But I think I think that could change against uh, a really really bad yeah. defense. I think that definitely team. changes against the Chiefs. But right. I'm not gonna I'm gonna take the Chiefs to win. Okay, that's our first uh, first disagreement, disagreement of the show. All right, we got Eagles at Vikings. Ooh, yeah. by three. On one hand, uh, the Eagles are better than the Vikings. I think. On the oh, other man. hand, it is Kirk Cousins at home in a 10 o'clock game. So that's usually when he, uh, when he pulls off his magic. And he played well last week after uh, – He did, every, yeah, everybody, against the Giants. Everybody crapped, again, crapped on him. Yes, it was the, the Giants. Giants. It was a morning game. Uh, this is interesting matchup. Right now the Eagles, uh, they have the third – they have the second best third down offense in the league. So they're converting 52.9% of their third, third downs. Wentz, 117.4 passer rating on third down, Will. Yep. But Dalvin Cook, second leading rusher in the league, 542 yards. Uh, he's only behind Christian McCaffrey. Eagles had, what, they had 10 sacks last week? Oh, I don't know. I guess yeah, so. Yeah, they had 10 sacks the last week, Will. A lot. I don't even remember who they played. They played the Jets. <laughs> well, it doesn't count. So the Jets, both the Eagles and the Vikings are coming off of yeah. uh, New York Te- games. Right. Technically, the that play where uh, Orlando Skandrick just uh, took the ball out of Luke Falk's hands, that counts as a sack. Oh, right. Yeah. Give me that ball, and I'm going to run it back for a touchdown. Yep. Man, this is – I'm going to take the Eagles, though. Yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles as well. I think they're a better team than Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota, I feel like, is going to be very up and down all year long. It's pretty much who they are. You know, Kirk Cousins, he's uh, not great at stringing together uh, multiple game stretches where he, he can uh, avoid turnovers – and stay efficient, basically. But I, it does help to have uh, a really strong running game that he didn't have last year. But I think the Eagles' defense is pretty good enough to, you know, enough to limit that. So yeah, I'll take the Eagles on the road in, in a tough spot. Uh, I think the Eagles will go on a little bit of a run here. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, well, I think they have that potential. Okay. A uh, really exciting game here. The winless Bengals at the 3-2 and two Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are favored by 11, which I think is it's a little high. fair given their records. Based on their style of play, I, don't, I think I'd probably take the Bengals to cover. Yeah, I was trying to talk myself into picking the Bengals for this game. Because uh, I feel like of the winless teams, the Bengals are the best. And the Ravens barely beat the Steelers last week, and they needed some luck to do it. But the Steelers, I mean, they beat the piss out of the Bengals. 
Uh, oh, do you think do you think that Justin Tucker field goal was good? Uh, I don't know. I would have to look at it. Was there a controversy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it went like directly over the upright. Oh. And apparently, the rule is if it goes over the upright, it's good. Um, oh. It's really subjective, honestly. <clears throat> Because uh, if the uprights were extended, it clearly would have hit and probably bounced no good. You know what they say? Justin Tucker always gets the favorable calls. He does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's like the Tom Brady of kickers. Right, right, right. He's always complaining of the refs when he misses a field goal by 10 feet. And they, uh, they yeah, just give it to him. kicker calls when no they one touches him. always give it to him. Right. I, I didn't uh, see that. I mean, I saw. I see so much every Sunday. I didn't know that was even a thing. Yeah, interesting uh, idea, though, by Dave Damashek to put a crossbar on top of the uprights to make it a box that you have to kick through. That's No, that's stupid. <laughs> the one I, thing the uh, NFL doesn't they, need is for field goals to be uh, harder. <laughs> if they wanted to, they could extend lasers up from the top of the goalposts, and if it hit the laser light, you would know – that it went in like it should be a buzzer too yeah like hockey like a hockey yeah. goal yeah yeah now Can't if they wanted the to put a box within the upper like a target in the uprights that if you hit it it's worth like an extra point then now we're talking yep uh, like anyway Bengals ravens uh Lamar Jackson is trending down, and I don't think very yes. many people are talking about this. Yes. He's got he's five picks to four touchdowns the last three weeks. Um, he looked so good that first week and pretty good the second week and hasn't really played a full, solid game of football since then. I think there's questions with the Bengals' defense. I mean, sorry, the, the Ravens' defense. Yep. I was trying to, like I said, figure out a way for them to lose this game, but I think I they're going to win. I do think Joe Mixon and Eddie Dalton will eventually uh, coincide and have a, a good game with one another. I don't know if it's this week, though. No. The, I the, Bengals, safe, the safe pick is definitely to take the Ravens. I'm tempted to, to – I don't know, because I think the Bengals will eventually. You know, they're talented enough they're, on they're, offense. To, to me, they're like a, a uh, bad version of the Broncos where – their potential to win is so much higher than what we've seen with the bad teams this season. Yeah, but, but they haven't been losing close games. That's the thing. Recently, yeah. At first, they were I mean, keeping they lost it close. a close game to Arizona, but if you lose a close right. game to Arizona, it's like being blown out. Right. It's, I was, that's what I, I looked at who they played. I'm like, yeah, they're still right. they're not a great team. They got beat by the Steelers with Mason Rudolph. So they're, um, we'll both take the Ravens, what we're saying. Yeah. And the Ravens, I should say, were lucky to win that game against the Steelers, not just because yeah. of the field goal, but I don't think that Juju Smith-Schuster play was a fumble at all. See? Yeah, but, there were some bad calls in that game. Yeah, roughing the passer, apparently. I didn't see that. But yeah, that was <laughs> take that everyone was bad. that it was bad. No, it was, it was bad. Not that, we would know, not that you and I would know anything about that. No. Uh, but the Bengals do play the Jets and Dolphins later this season. So I project yeah. them to get two wins. Yep. Okay. See, Seahawks, Browns. Seattle only favored by one and a half points, Will? That was surprising to me. That was really surprising. Um, yeah, that yeah, seems ridiculous. Like said, they're, they're, um, 
They have 10 days of rest to work with. Uh-huh. Russell Wilson is playing better than any quarterback in the NFL right now. 12 touchdowns, zero picks. Best QB Browns coming off of a, not only a, a short week, but they have to travel back home from, uh, from the West Coast. So I think that takes a little bit out of you. Uh, they're coming off of a really emotional loss, I feel like, with a lot of distractions kind of following that. Uh, people expect them to bounce back a little bit, and I think that's what the line reflects. And I think they're just going to get beaten horribly. The Seahawks? No, the Browns. I think they're going to get. Uh, I think they're going to get trounced. You're picking the Browns? I'm. No, the Seahawks. Oh, picking the Seahawks. Okay, I'm picking the Seahawks too. I was trying to trick you into picking uh, the Browns. Jedi mind tricks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think the Seahawks are going to win. I think it won't. I think. I mean, I think the Browns are going to play better, but uh, this point spread doesn't make sense to me. But Vegas knows shit we don't, so we'll see. They do. They do. We'll see. Then we got Saints-Yaguars. Yeah, uh, just to, you know, kind of hurry through this game, I'm taking the Jags. And they're favored, too. They're favored by a point at home. Okay. And I believe in them. I think Teddy take... Bridgewater has been playing so well, but I think there will be – one letdown game. And I don't think that's, uh, you know, I don't think that's a bad sign for New Orleans. I think it's just how the schedule works. Yeah, that's fair. I got, the, I got the Jags. I think that's fair. I'm going to pick the Saints. Uh, I agree with you that the way Bridgewater's been playing feels like it's got to give at some point. Um, and you know how much I love my gardener. But I think the Saints have um, the Bears next week. That defense is – I mean, the Jags defense can be really good, but I think they're going to lose next week. So I'm going to take the Saints this week for sure. Okay. And I got I to gotta keep beating you. So you know. Yeah, that's really what I wanted is I wanted a little bit of variation there on the picks. There we go. Okay, so we got the uh, W-word Redskins against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Redskins are favored by three and a half on the road. Uh, like you wrote here, this probably the worst game in NFL history. I don't even know who the, who the uh, Redskins are starting at quarterback. I know it's not Dwayne Haskins. I believe they're starting Keenum. They're starting Keenum again. Awesome. Mm-hmm. In that case, I think they win. Yeah. <laughs> case elevates that team quite a bit to guarantee really? a victory them, over the Dolphins. He had them playing pretty well on offense the first few games of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I was laughing as I said it, but he is, true. Yeah, it's true. He is better than Colt McCoy. Yes. Uh, he, he is better than Dwayne Haskins right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, does either team want to even win this game, though? I think the Washington might. Yeah, I think they're stupid enough to really want to win. They have to really believe in Dwayne Haskins, so they don't need the number one pick next year. So if they're picking two, it can't be much of a difference for them. Although they were so divided on Dwayne Haskins that I wouldn't be surprised if they gave up on him after a year. But they get, I mean, I'm assuming the coach they bring in has to be a Dwayne Haskins guy, right? I mean, people assume that the Cardinals coach had to be a Josh Rosen guy, yeah. right? Speaking of Fair Josh enough. Rosen, uh, he's actually been playing pretty well for Miami. He's gotten some bad luck 
his receivers are have been really bad. His offensive line's been really bad, but he's kind of been the lone bright spot on that team. And the Dolphins have said that they're sticking with him for the rest of the season. Well, that's good, at least. I yeah, I know we're all rooting for Josh Rosen. I think he's been through enough in his NFL career already uh, that we just want to we want him to find a good home. What if he goes to the like a stray dog? After uh, after whatever happens in Miami. After he goes where? What if he goes to the Patriots? Oh no, no, I don't I don't sign off on that. <laughs> that would be the probably play really well. Yeah. I mean, he'd play better than he'd he'd be an upgrade over Brady, that's for sure. Way better than Tom. Yeah. So I'm gonna take Yeah, I'm taking the Redskins. Whew. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll take Washington too because I really don't think the Dolphins want to win. No, no. But at, at this point, the Jets – here's the thing about the Jets. They could tank the games they play against the Dolphins. Maybe, they're, maybe the idea is they're rushing Sam Darnold out there too early. His spleen explodes. He's out for the rest of the season at least. Pretty sure they he'd put be Luke dead. Back in, and they go zero and sixteen. They out tank the Dolphins in those two games, or they play each other. They get the first pick, and then or they or the they Dolphins, just trade the first pick. But then the Dolphins take Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen spend the rest of their career playing together. That would be interesting. <laughs> That'd be the weirdest fucking shit to ever happen. The two, uh, yeah, the two Los Angeles quarterbacks. All right, so we're both taking Washington. Uh, also, my wife just wanted to remind everybody that she picked the Panthers to win last week, and she called that game correctly. Sure. Yeah, she's she has a better winning percentage than the two of us. She's 100% on the season. Yep. So, Okay, then we got 49ers-Rams. This should be a very interesting game, Will. This is, one of, this is maybe the best game of the week right now. Uh, first big test, I think, for the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, their first divisional game. So they have uh, four games left against the Rams and the Seahawks. That'll be really kind of what the division comes down to, I think. Um, but yeah. They've been, they've been dealing they, – they lost a lot of pieces on that offense. Um, Joe Staley's been out. Mike McGlinchey went down in the Monday night football game. And I think an underrated injury is uh, Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback, because he's you know one of the big reasons they have so much success on the ground. So – it's a tough one, and I'm uh, going to end up taking the Rams. Ooh, yeah. This feels like a – I don't want to call it a trap game, but it feels like a trap game. I don't think it's really a trap for either. It's not a, I think that's what I'm a saying. It's not a trap, but it feels is. like the kind of game where momentum and everybody is really high on the 49ers, and then it's going to come crashing down in this game. That said, though, the Rams yeah. really haven't been performing – to the level offensively that we think they should, even though they're the sixth highest scoring offense, 29.2 points per game. San Francisco is currently second, 31.8. Losing your, not having your starting right and left tackle is uh, pretty tough, even for Kyle Shanahan to Yeah, it's a tough thing to overcome, uh, especially against the Rams. Man, I don't know. Because the – do you think the 49ers defensive line is legit? Yeah, I do. 
I, they've sunk so many resources into that defensive line. If you think about it, they spent a first-rounder on Eric Armstead. They spent a first-rounder on DeForest Buckner. Then a first-rounder on Solomon Thomas, who hasn't really done anything. And then another first-rounder. They spent two second-overall picks on uh, defensive linemen. And it's starting to pay off a little Nick bit. Nick is becoming the, the difference. Maker Imagine there. if uh, Solomon Thomas was good. Although, if, they had, if Solomon Thomas was good, they probably wouldn't have taken Bosa. That's fair. Bosa's good. He's really Yeah, good. there's a lot of talent there. The Rams, I feel like they give up. They can give up a lot of rushing. I'm going to go with the 49ers. But okay. Fuck it. Falcons, Cardinals. I don't think anybody even cares about this game right now. Nope. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Ooh, I'll take the Falcons. Okay. Uh, the By the way, the Rams were favored by three and a half, and the Falcons were favored by two and a half. Okay. Uh, a game that means a lot to the both of us. Titans at Broncos. Broncos trying to start a little winning streak here. I think it's fortunate that they get the Titans at home because I think it's a very winnable game. Yeah. Uh, the Titans, speaking of bad offensive lines, Titans have one right now, and they can't protect Marcus Mariota very well. We don't know what kind of Titans offense we're going to get in this game, but I don't suspect it's going to be the good one. Uh, big chance for uh, for Malik Reed. uh to prove himself here against the pretty poor line against the quarterback that holds the ball. Um, I'm taking the Broncos like I do every week. It finally worked out. Uh, and an interesting note is they cut Cairo Santos after he missed four field goals last week. Yeah, that's bad. Against the Bills. Uh, the fourth one he shouldn't have even attempted. I don't, Mike Vrabel shouldn't have called no, it was field a 54-yarder. Yeah, and sure enough, they replaced him with – Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey. Coming I'm to glad Tennessee. he's got another job. I'm I'm glad for him. Yeah, I'm glad he's making his debut against the Broncos, although he'll probably kick the game winner. Uh, that's yeah. the kind of season the Broncos have had. Uh, we'll jump into this in more depth, but uh, I'll say the Broncos right now. Okay. All right. Tomorrow's uh, episode, I mean. Yeah, tomorrow's episode. Coming up soon. Oh, Cowboys, Cowboys Jets. Jets. Dak Prescott going to look good again. Well, he's going to look good again. This is just what the doctor ordered, I think, for the Cowboys after two straight losses. They're favored by seven. Do we know if Sam Darnold's playing? I think he is, yeah. I think he is, yeah. So, Le'Veon Bell has been accounting for half of the Jets' offense this year. 51.8%. That's a lot. I think second was Christian McCaffrey. Um, but my question is, what's 51.8% of nothing? Of zero, yeah. It is. That is the it's least – that is – Still zero. They're – the Jets – Adam Gase is a terrible head coach, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like it's safe to say. Uh, we got, maybe okay, you need we some, him, maybe you need some time shot. with the Jets. We got to give him a shot with a starting quarterback. Come on. Yeah, I don't know, man. We got to give him a shot. Uh, I think if you, you know, if you really did the math, I think like the, I don't think the Jets have more offensive yards than their opponents have like return yards off of Jets turnovers. Jesus. I don't, I mean, that's probably wrong, but (laughs) it's funny. Uh, Yeah, I think we're both taking the Cowboys here. 
really good shot for them to uh, to shake off a couple losses. They really looked they really looked uh, non competitive last week against the Packers for most of the game, and they got a lot done in garbage time. Yeah, they were down. Were they down twenty eight zero in that game? I think it was thirty one to three, maybe thirty one to three, twenty eight. We we didn't get to watch the game because we were focused on uh, Denver upsetting yeah. the Los Angeles Chargers on the home road. So we're both taking the Cowboys. We're both taking the Cowboys, yeah. So Chargers, night football. The yeah, this Steelers Chargers should have been a good game. But uh, Steelers are going to most likely be starting Devlin Hodges. Uh, I don't think even – I think you got to be a bad person to try and start Mason Rudolph this week after (laughs) what happened to his head last week. I think they should start Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) Yeah, he's just got an elbow problem. Yeah, after Uh, after seeing Mason Rudolph, I think there's no excuse for Ben Roethlisberger not to play. Uh, the Steelers' defense starting to play a little bit better. Yeah, but I you know they've gotten better definitely since the Minka Fitzpatrick trade, as they should have. Uh, I think you know, of course, it's a terrible season to be a Dolphins fan, but I think you channel all of your energy if you're a Dolphins fan into rooting against the Steelers every week. Why? Because they own the Steelers' first round pick. Oh, that's right. Fitzpatrick should see if they can get two top five picks. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, there's a, I mean, Devlin Hodges. I know very little about him. Uh, he was okay last week. Oh, you know what sucked too about Mason Rudolph's injury is the play he got hurt was what I thought like one of his best plays so far. Yeah, yeah. He he like scrambled to to buy time while keeping his eyes downfield complete i think it might have even been third down to complete the pass and then just got smashed in his face by earl thomas yeah yeah uh, did you think like a lot of people want earl thomas to be suspended or ejected or whatever no i, I think, think it I was think, yeah. what he did looked intentional to me uh i don't know, I don't know. It, it looked like their faces kind of collided. I don't think – yeah, I don't think it was necessarily super intentional. I think uh, the reaction is just based on the result of the play. Right. I don't think if they saw that and Mason Rudolph wasn't horribly uh, concussed. Honestly, like, we haven't talked about it, but when you saw that, because I saw it live on Red Zone. Yeah, me too. And it, just lo- it looked like he might actually be dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, he – And I'm not he, joking. He was like, I was scared. He's dead. He I, went completely limp. I've never seen a player go down quite like that. Uh, one of the was, scarier injuries since, like, in, when Anquan Bolden was, uh, like, spazzing out on the field with his hands. Yeah. Game, like, you know, that was like 10 years ago, though. There was a few scary injuries this last week. Even Devontae Bosby, when he got hit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mason Rudolph. Uh, really too bad for the Broncos. Mason Rudolph, you know, he got knocked out. And Devontae Bosby, they said he was paralyzed for like 30 minutes. But I'm trying to think who got hit 
where their body like fell and they were conscious, but none of their limbs were moving. Uh, right. Fuck. Who did that happen to last week? I thought, I can't remember who it was because I've consumed so much, but I thought that one was even scarier than the Mason Rudolph one. Uh, but Rudolph definitely got knocked out. It is unsettling yeah. when you see that. It was also a weird image seeing him walk off the field because the cart didn't work. Right. Uh, the NFL said that he chose to walk off the field by himself. Couldn't be more of a lie. First of all, they pushed the cart off of the field. Yeah. Um, and also, like they would allow Mason Rudolph to make that choice for himself. Yeah, you after just... After he doesn't even know what year it is. Yeah, they, he... I don't... That's more of a lie than Richard Sherman saying Baker Mayfield didn't, uh, didn't shake his hand. I think the NFL should find themselves. And if it's not a lie, it's an even more embarrassing testament to the medical staff out there not knowing what the fuck to do. Right. So just, say, the, just say the cart broke. Just say the cart broke. They said there was another cart available. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's, that was a bad look. Really bad. It was a, it's weird to see a helmet with no face mask on for a yeah. player that's like totally out of it, walking with the with aid of two people on each shoulder. One, one guy gave me shit for making a joke about Mason Rudolph's helmet. Oh, so I, said like, I said like the NFL should be ashamed for letting a, a quarterback play with a helmet like that and get injured it does look weird it does look like uh one of those leather helmets yeah it's bizarre looking and it's like i wasn't making a joke about him getting hurt you yeah you guy uh yeah so that was there were some bad injuries last week or scary looking injuries last week and bosby in the broncos game he got hit by uh his own guy alexander johnson yeah it's it's just it sucks when you see that shit, but it happens every week. Um, it does, yeah, especially because, you know, we we all love the Bosby story. He's been cut so many times, and he's playing in the Alliance of American Football last season, which you and I both watched a ton. Uh, and he was one of the standout players from that league, and he was, you know, making that whole experience or that whole experiment kind of worthwhile because he turned it into like a growth experienced yeah, him and came back and was playing really good football for Denver. And it feels like all those players have just been kind of getting hurt from the AAF. And I know this is a freak thing, but I wonder if uh, the strain of having played two season you know, football extra, seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Not full, but like kind of one and a half football seasons uh, within, you know, one calendar year has been a little taxing on them. Maybe I would imagine. And I would, I would be willing to bet that that's contributed to a handful of injuries. Yeah, not this one necessarily, but no, the head, been the neck, a, a lot of other guys they got hurt. So that's why we're both picking the Chargers. Or are you yeah. taking Steelers? Uh, this is a game. Uh, this is a great Monday or a Sunday night football game. Last year, Ben Roethlisberger was playing. Obviously, the Chargers got away with a blatant false start that turned oh, into a touchdown. Right. That was cool. Uh, they came back. Shouldn't have won that game at all. But, uh, yeah, I think this game they will win. Although this game is going to be – if you thought the Broncos had a lot of fans in the stadium, just wait until the Steelers take over. Ooh, prime time. It is going to be uh, terrible towels. 
in every corner of that stadium. It's going to be completely yellow. Uh, home field advantage, definitely, for the Steelers in this one. Yeah. I don't There's, think Rivers is going to be able – they're going to have to go silent count in their own stadium again. Well, I still think they're going to win. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Although, it could be close. I don't know if they'll cover. They're favored by seven. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should be getting uh, Melvin Ingram back too. So. Oh, yeah. Melvin Ingram, uh, I'm not sure if they've gotten Melvin Gordon back last week. I couldn't tell if he was playing or not. Couldn't tell. He didn't do anything. Yeah. All right. So, good Monday night football game. Packers-Lions. Lions. The 2-1-1 one one Lions at the Frozen Tundra against the Packers here at 4-1. Green Bay is favored by four. I'm in short. I'm taking the Packers at home. Yeah, should be noted. Should be noted. The Lions have won the last four games against the it's Packers. True. That shocked me. Like I found that to be a shocking stat. Yeah. Stafford nine touchdowns, zero picks against uh, Green Bay, and Detroit. In all of those meetings, have scored thirty, thirty-one, thirty-one, and thirty-five points. Green Bay currently only allowing 18.6, though. This is a different defense, Will. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the Packers' defense got a little overhyped early this season? Probably. I was on that train. I mean, they didn't play very good teams or very good offenses. No. I mean, but then they looked great against uh, Dallas. But then they kind of – Dallas Cowboys sort of get back into it. I mean, they gave up 200 yards to Amari Cooper. Yeah. Oh, I think like they're a good offense yeah. as long as it because they get turnovers, uh, and that's always been because when the when the Packers won the Super Bowl, something they had a great defense is that they had a defense that was very timely in taking the ball away. Yeah, that was like uh, the Broncos' second Super Bowl. Yeah, their their defense was great at uh, well, I Just, guess both. It was a turnover heavy defense. They weren't like they weren't great, but. They would give the that their offense, offense opportunities yeah. to score. Short fields. Yeah, the, the Packers are like, I think, slowly evolving into what should be a really good team by the end of the season, primed for a playoff push. Yeah, I think they're, they're definitely uh, going to win this division. It's a really yeah, tough division, though. I think the Lions' win streak comes to an end. But if the Lions get a win here – that's a that's a big boost for Detroit, which is I think a like a scrappy good team. I do too. Yeah, no, I think they should have won that Chiefs game, uh, if not for a little tomfoolery from the refs. But yeah, no, this is a good team. They bounce there. They bounce back. I think. Wait, and they had a bye, right? They were on a yeah. They had a bye, bye so they bounced back by not losing. <laughs> um, I, I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. They run the ball pretty well. Um, Matt Stafford is playing pretty clean football, I think. They should be 3-1, and one, really. Yeah. And they have, their deep plays from being 4-0. and oh. So I like this game to be competitive at least. Um, yeah, it should be a good Monday night game. Yeah. I think Green Bay, though, might have a little bit of resentment after Matt Prater threw a touchdown against them last year. Oh, I don't even remember that. I think it was like week – it might have been week 17. Oh, man. It was late in the season. Yeah, that I think that been. that week Aaron Rodgers wasn't even playing. And I think the Lions, like, 
Yeah, they basically the Packers had given up at that point. Yeah. Well, so we're you're are you taking the pack? We're both taking the Packers. Or are you going to go with the yeah. Lions? Yeah, I got to take the Packers. Okay. So that's it. Those are that's the it. games. Uh, that's football. That's football. Undefeated week for both of us in our picks. Yeah, we'll see. I'm gaining on you, Will. Yeah, I'm you're coming up. You're, on you. you're in the rearview mirror. Gaining ground. Well, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, who the fuck knows anymore? Uh, yeah. But that week, what are we? Week Is this week six? This is week six, yeah. yeah. It's going quickly, isn't it? Oh, it so always fast. does. It always. always does. Okay, see you guys next week. See ya.